Welcome to Educating Borders, a podcast by Scottish Borders Council, all about the latest goings on in and around schools in our region. On this third episode, we take a trip to the annual Primary 5 Countryside Day. We have our regular professional learning bulletin. We chat to Service Director Leslie Munro, and we chat all things nurture at Now Park Primary. This is Educating Borders. Good morning, good afternoon or good evening depending on when you are listening and welcome along to the third episode of Educating Borders. I am your host Roddy Graham, lead teacher of Inspire Learning and a huge thank you as always for downloading or streaming this latest edition. To start this one we're going to take a wee trip down to Kelso Springwood Park where the annual Primary 5 Countryside Day was held a couple of weeks ago. We'll listen to a few highlights of what happened there this year including hearing from pupils, exhibitors, educators and firstly from the Border Union Agricultural Society President Peter Douglas about this year's event and why it takes place. We've been running this Children's Day for 10 years and it's a great um, it, it, it's a great way for the children to come and learn about the countryside. 10 years ago it was all about farming. Yep. Any fool could be a farmer was a general thought but nowadays we're all having to look at net zero and sustainability and there's going to be an awful lot we're going to get there eventually in farming agriculture but there's a there's a whole lot of technology and things that need to be done so we're needing fresh blood in to do that and this gives people an insight into the whole rural community we've got big tractors vintage tractors we've got sheep shearing we've got stick makers we've got the whole lot right so boys and girls this is a livestock market this is where farmers come to sell their sheep and cattle before you go pen alarms each lamb is worth 150 pounds we're going to have an auction so you can buy them close to the value. Rule start away. 100 of it. 100 of it. 1, 2, 2, 5, 5, 1, 5, 5, 1, 10, 10, 15, 20, 5, 30, 130 bit. 130, 31, 30, 41, 40, 50. 2,000 bit. That'll be me. 2,000, 2, 5. 3,000, 3, 5, 4,000. 4,000 bit. 4,000 bit. 4,000 bit. 4,000. Young man gets you there. Well done, sir. King and uh, we're here today with Jed Sheeran to um, just show the children sort of the shearing process we do in this summer to remove the wool um, from the sheep to allow them to sort of breathe for the summer. It uh, has to be done annually um, for their health and then we uh, package the wool up and it gets sent away to the wool board where it's then distributed into clothes and whatever else it's used for. Kevin Greenfield from Developing the Young Workforce. We are here to help the young people understand what the future of their jobs might be, what careers, opportunities, and to broaden their horizon. And we've also got a quiz for them and some activities they can do when they go around and work out what the, what the jobs and opportunities are here. Hello, my name's Natalie and I work for Ladies in Pigs and we go around agricultural shows and into schools um, educating children on where pork comes from, how it's looked after, and the jobs that they can get within the pork industry and the allied industries. So my name's Anne Redpath, I work for a charity called RATE, which is the Royal Highland Education Trust, and we take kids out on farm visits and take farmers into schools to teach kids about where their food comes from, how it's produced and how it gets to their plate. Today we are showcasing everything dairy, so we've got Blossom, our cow, and her friend, and the kids can come and milk Blossom and they'll learn all about how cows produce milk. We are butter making, with the children and there's a badge making activity too and everyone's been provided with a carton of fresh milk. Hi, my name's Rose Hogg, I'm the Dog Education Officer for Scottish Borders Council. Today we're teaching responsible dog ownership and 
to pick up your poo. My name's Norvell and I've been, I'm from Denham and I've enjoyed the tractors. My name's Rosie, I'm from Denham Primary School and I enjoyed learning all about things that are good for farms and things that aren't. And what are the things that are good for farms and what are things that are not good for farms? Worms are good for like doing stuff to the soil and slugs are bad for eating the crops. Tyler Colbrook, uh, Edenside, um, and in the main hall, I learned how to make the wool uh, tougher. You like get this stick, put it on, and just keep on twisting it, and then pulling it out a little bit, and then twisting it. Jamie William Bedison and I, Mel. And what have you just been doing, Jamie? And I have milk cow statues, and I got wet from it, probably because people accidentally kept putting water over me. Is that the first time you've milked a cow? It's the first time I've milked a statue of a cow. And would you do it again with a real one? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> a great wee morning spent in Kelso at the Countryside Day. If you want to find out any more about the event and also view our photo album, you can visit the Scottish Borders Council website and click on Latest News. Now, when we first launched the podcast, we said that one regular feature was going to be called The Wee Blether, where we have a conversation with some important education voices, both within and beyond the borders. And now that we're three episodes in, we feel that we should share the first of those wee blethers with you. Today's chat is with Leslie Munro, SBC's Service Director for Education and Lifelong Learning. I caught up with Leslie ahead of the Inspiring Learning Festival in Kelso this week, and here's what happened. Good afternoon, Leslie. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm very well, yes. We're sat here in the sun in Kelso, just ahead of the Inspire Learning Festival. Um, You are our Service Director of Education and Lifelong Learning. Can you explain what your role is for everyone that's listening? So my role is part of the leadership team at Scottish Borders Council with the responsibility for really anything to do with education, whether that's in schools, nurseries, community education, adult learning, um, and just ensuring that all of those services are joined up to make sure that every young person, every adult in Borders has has a great opportunity to learn and fulfil their ambitions. Brilliant. Uh, on the kind of new Scottish Borders Council plan for 23-24, one of the six outcomes there was fulfilling our potential. How does that sit here within education in the borders? So that um, priority obviously demonstrates just quite um, how highly Scottish Borders Council place education and learning at the heart of, of everything that they do. Um, we have a, a key role in leading that priority. Um, and this year, the priority is looking at empowering our schools and our communities to make sure that we have high quality education, that there are positive experiences, um, but excellence and equity, well-being and improved outcomes are at the heart of everything that we do for our children, young people and their families. Obviously, the, the council plan has six priorities and um, as a service, we have a, an input to make to all of those. Clean Green Future, for example, is a high on the sustainability agenda um, across our curriculum, but the fulfilling our potential part is really being led by by schools and education, and there's some incredible work going on in being able to meet that that priority. Obviously, one of the key focuses within Scottish Borders over the last few years has been embracing technology. Uh, We're sat here in Kelso just a couple of days before the Inspire Learning Festival takes place. So obviously, embracing technology, massive focus here in Scottish Borders. Where does your role play a part in all of that? So I suppose the first thing is the the Inspire Learning Programme and the types of events like we're running over the next few days 
my role is, is one of being incredibly proud of everything that the, the team and everybody who's involved and, and all of our young people and their, their teachers and families are doing that's making Inspire such a huge success. I think technology is a way of life now. Um, it's, it's fully embedded in our schools and I'm really, really delighted at how we are leading the way, not just nationally but internationally and in what we're doing with, with technology. And part of my role is to deal with the concerns that people might have around young people having access to technologies. We know that our iPads that we use in schools are very, very secure, they're very well managed, and the firewalls you know, prevent young people from coming across material that we might be concerned about. But all young people want to have their independence and their own devices, and, and, and mobile technology can cause parents and some of our staff anxieties around how they're used. So... Part of that role is to manage um, policy and guidance uh, to, to enable young people to make best use of the technology, to see it as the asset that it is. An example of that might be the, the safety aspect of having your own device. You know, as a parent, we're all um, keen that our children and young people can keep in touch with us when they're out on their independent activities, when they're looking to, to be travelling to and from school, for example. But we also want them to be able to access their learning um, without distraction while they're in school. So recently we've, we've updated our guidance to ensure that the, the benefits of mobile technology, whether that be the inspired devices or the mobile phone that the, that the young person has, um, is recognised, is welcomed, but that we put some understanding around that so that parents, so that teachers and so that young people themselves will understand the, the boundaries around appropriate use and learn to become responsible digital citizens because into the future they're going to have to learn how to do that in their everyday life. And talking about the future, there's obviously plans on the horizon for some new schools in the borders. Uh, where are we in terms of the, the projects that are ongoing in terms of high schools and primary schools that are uh, in the planning process at the minute? Yeah, so hugely ambitious moves in the borders. I think that's another area of my role that's really, really exciting is to be able to be involved in creating these learning experiences and environments for the future. So we have Galashiels Academy and Peebles High School, both at really advanced design stages and at the stage of um, actually starting work on the ground. So within the next couple of years, the pupils in those schools will start to be able to, to visit the buildings that are created for them. And these really are just such exciting places for young people to learn in a, in a really modern environment that looks towards the, the world of work and the world of technology that they will be living in and, and working in. Edelson Primary School is, um, the old primary school has been partly demolished and we're just about to start breaking ground um, in building a new primary school which is bringing together lots of community aspects so they will be co-located with the library and with community facilities and really changing the focus um, of the school in Edelston to become much more of a community asset. And then coming up on the horizon, Hoyke High School is in the design stage. Hoyke is really strongly in need of a new school. They have a lot of very old buildings down there. Uh, very well used, but really in need of modernisation. So we're really excited to get that off the ground. And Eyemouth Primary um, is the, the other primary school that we're looking at developing in the very near future. Very good. And just to end with, we're going to do this for the, the wee bladder kind of series, is thinking about your fantasy school dinner. Who would you be inviting along to your fantasy dinner if you had the choice? Fantasy school dinner. Um, so everybody's always better at answering these kind of questions than I am. 
I think I couldn't go past having a teacher there, um, but maybe a teacher from history. So Anne Sullivan, who taught Helen Keller, um, has always been somebody that I thought if I could have met you and understood just that absolute determination to overcome any barriers that, that a young person has to learn and I think she would be a real testament to somebody who would always find a way. Um, I've always enjoyed that story and really learning about her. Young people would have to feature um, and for me pers both on a personal and professional level Samantha Kinghorn who's a borderer. Um, Samantha was one of my pupils when I was a head teacher and has obviously overcome huge adversity um, to, to become an Olympian and I think keeping in touch with Samantha um, always just gives me so much inspiration as to what a young person can do regardless of what they're faced with and what, what they can achieve. Obviously part of my role is to be a leader. Um, you couldn't not have Barack Obama there. He's just such a, a strong leader on a, on a very human level and I think in education that's really, really important. So I would, I would love to be able to have dinner with him. How many did you say? Not as many as you want, it's your dinner. Oh, <laughs> well, school dinners tend to be quite busy. Uh, let's have one more, and I suppose a fictional character. Um, Merida from Brave. Merida is a really, really strong, determined young lady who I think has stuck to her principles, but as a primary teacher, she also gave me a huge amount of material to be able to develop young people's um, love of literacy. So... I would have Merida there too. Brilliant. Thank you for your time, Leslie. Uh, enjoy their week here in Kelso at the Inspire and Learn Festival in the sun. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Huge thanks to Leslie for that wee blether and you can enjoy another one in episode four, but I'll keep the guest a wee secret for the time being. Next up, we've got the regular professional learning bulletin, so I'll hand over to Suzanne Liddell for the latest from the professional learning team. Hi everyone and welcome to the Professional Learning Update. In this week's edition we'd like to talk to you about the professional learning opportunities which we offer that you can get involved in. We have a number of professional learning programmes and opportunities which simply would not be possible without the variety of education colleagues who assist us by facilitating, supporting and offering their time. Some of the opportunities which are available to support professional learning in Scottish borders include coaching, we have a bank of trained coaches who've all completed the Coaching for Success programme. These coaches can be asked to coach a fellow SBC employee, not always within education. Coach participants on our first steps and next steps into leadership and management programmes. And we would like to be able to offer all recently qualified teachers who are within their first four years of teaching the opportunity to be matched with a coach. We are also looking for coaching facilitators Moving forward, we'd like to be able to offer an annual Coaching for Success programme within each cluster. So if you've already completed the Coaching for Success programme and be interested in doing the train the trainer element, this would allow you to facilitate the training within your cluster. So if you're interested in that, we'd love to hear from you. Finally, we're looking for people to help us with practitioner inquiry. We'd love to build on our existing group of practitioner inquiry tutors who support a group of NQTs through the practitioner inquiry element of their NQT year. All of these leadership opportunities are great experiences for your own professional learning and those involved always find being part of these developments enjoyable and rewarding. 
it's also possible to gain GTCS recognition or accreditation for supporting these professional learning opportunities. And we'd be happy to assist anyone with their applications. We're delighted to hear from Pamela Scott, who was able to share her experience of, of supporting practitioner inquiry over the last couple of years. Hi, my name is Pamela Scott, and I'm teacher of deaf children and young people in SBC. I did a practitioner inquiry as part of my own CLPL while I was a classroom teacher and for the past two years have been mentoring NQTs through their practitioner inquiry. This has been an excellent opportunity for me to support the career-long professional learning of others as well as developing my own skills as a professional. As a mentor, I'm able to use my own knowledge from my years as a classroom teacher to support the NQT group, giving feedback and advice on the areas chosen for inquiry and how this can be taken forward. I'm also able to develop my leadership and coaching skills by directing the NQTs towards resources, whether that be people, websites, books, encouraging their critical reflection by questioning aspects of the inquiry, listening to the NQTs concerns or worries, and giving constructive feedback through our meetings. I also get the opportunity to shape the development of others by trying to develop these coaching and mentoring skills in the NQTs by encouraging them to think about their own and each other's inquiries and giving suggestions, comments, praise and feedback. The practitioner inquiry also allows me the opportunity to collaborate with staff from other settings, for example high schools, and build a CLPL community of support within SBC. I also feel like I gain new skills and knowledge myself from the NQTs, which in turn can enable me to develop my own practice. I've thoroughly enjoyed being involved in the practitioner inquiry cycle and would advise anyone to be a mentor if they get the opportunity. Over the coming weeks, we'll be finalising and promoting our professional learning offers for next session. We currently have the following offers on Business World. The introduction to coaching, coaching for success in two of the clusters. The first steps in leadership and management dates are on and next steps will be added next week. We hope to finalise the complete suite of professional learning offers very soon and we'll ensure that they're shared across all settings. If you're interested in finding out any more about the opportunities I've mentioned today, please drop us an email on clpl at scottborders.gov.uk. Thank you. As always, we end Educating Borders with our school showcase and this episode is no exception. Now here in Scottish Borders, a nurturing approach is at the heart of our core vision, values and ethos as this is crucial for learning, well-being and ensuring that positive relationships are a hallmark of our communities and this also forms part of our inclusion framework. So this week's school showcase is from Now Park Primary School in Selkirk where Louise Ward, their deputy head teacher and Zoe Hall, their nurture teacher, are going to tell you all about how they've developed their nurture provision in school as part of the National Nurturing Schools programme. We have been participating in Nurture UK's National Nurturing Schools programme to help us with our journey to become a nurturing school. We've been using Scottish Borders Council's suite of inclusion documents and also Glasgow and Education Scotland's applying nurture as a whole school approach. We have worked really hard as a school to make a positive difference and create a nurturing environment. We have created a list of non-negotiables for each of our classes just to ensure that we have consistency across the school, as we realise that consistency is key. 
This includes every class having the nurture principles on display, having a safe space or safe zone, the zones of regulation resources to support with our emotions, a visual timetable so people know what is happening when, a check-in system so we can share how we are feeling, a recognition board with a specific focus, a thumbs up board and so on. We also have the school's expectations of ready, respectful and safe on show around the school to really reinforce these. We have a shared language among staff, which is why we have scripts. These scripts, which staff wear on their lanyards, are used when supporting children to talk about things that have happened or feelings that they're experiencing to ensure consistency of approach and to assist with routines. We have created a nurture base, the hive, within our school. This gives children who don't want to be or struggle to be outside at breaks and lunches an alternative space to use. It also allows us to provide targeted nurture interventions to a group of identified children from across our school. At the moment, we currently have 37 children taking part in targeted nurture group interventions. We've got three staff who have been lucky enough to attend Nurture UK's Theory and Practice of Nurture Groups training, which helps with the planning and running of these targeted interventions. We are also robustly tracking our children through the use of Boxall profiling and the use of Glasgow's Motivation and Wellbeing Profile. A key component of a successful nurture provision is engagement with families at home. So how have Louise and Zoe at Now Park managed to do that? We have tried to establish an open door policy with our parents and families. We have good relationships where parents can contact us at any time and vice versa. We are reviewing our vision, values and aims this session and we have asked parents, families for their opinions and feedback. We've tried to be really open and transparent at all stages. So we shared our school improvement plan with parents and families at an open afternoon, which we held in September last year, as nurture and inclusion is one of our school priorities. We update our Facebook and Twitter pages regularly to try and give parents and families more information on what is happening in school. And we also write and share a nurture newsletter once per month to share our nurturing approach with parents, children and stakeholders. Parents and carers of children who access the Hive for group sessions and targeted interventions have a conversation with myself, Zoe, our nurture teacher, before any interventions begin and also when any interventions end. Parents and children are also asked for their feedback via Microsoft Forms next steps and action points are then created from this feedback. Louise and Zoe then went on to explain the impact that all of this has had on pupil well-being and learning outcomes. The impact of our nurturing approach can be felt across our school. People who come into our building comment on the ethos that we have created. At Now Park, it's warm, welcoming, and the children are focused and on task. We've worked really hard to create an environment which is conducive to learning. Our children are able to say how they're feeling using the zones of regulation and then co or self-regulate if needed. We are starting to see an improvement in attainment and an increase in engagement as children are ready to learn more. The successes are really clear to hear in their responses so far, but where do they see their learning going next? They explained finally what their next steps are going to be. Our next steps are really to maintain and continue to build on our already strong nurturing approach within Now Park. As a school, we've identified we will be working on deepening our school's understanding of trauma-informed and responsive practice, 
looking more in depth at specific additional support needs, for example, autism spectrum disorder, ADHD, speech and language therapy, Tourette's and PANS or and PANDA. We're going to try to increase parental engagement by providing even more opportunities for parents to engage with the school within groups and by involving parents in our nurture work by teaching them about the principles and approaches. Early next session, we are also going to apply for accreditation from Nurture UK to become a national nurturing school to recognise the hard work and achievements all of, our, of all of our staff and children. The nurture provision at Nile Park Primary has been a roaring success, but what do the pupils make of it? Here are two pupils who have benefited directly from the nurture provision to tell you their story. I like going to the hive because it gave me something to do and it helped me to get ready to learn if I was having a tricky morning. The Hive helped me listening, with listening and not talking over people. I am more respectful of others. Now I'm back in class, I find it easier to go in the mornings. I have helped learn strategies to help me cope. At the Hive, we talk about our feelings, listen to stories, do different activities, and we have different snacks. Sometimes we even bake. Since going to the Hive, I find it easier to explain when I am angry and I can use strategies to help me. I can focus on my breathing or move away from the situation. Every school should have a Hive because it can help you at home and also at school. The Hive is amazing. Huge congratulations to the staff at Now Park Primary for their nurture success and a massive thank you to Louise and Zoe for their time for this episode of the podcast. And that is all there's time for on episode three of Educating Borders. Huge thanks to everyone who has made an appearance this week from our Countryside Day guests to Leslie Munro, Suzanne and the professional learning team and everyone from Now Park Primary. If you have a school that you'd like to nominate to be a future school showcase, let us know by emailing the show on educating.borders at glowmail.org.uk or you can also tweet about the show using the hashtag educating borders we will be back on wednesday the 14th of june with our penultimate edition of this school year with yet another school showcase a brand new wee blather and much much more keep telling your colleagues about the show and get them to subscribe on apple podcasts spotify or google podcasts and you can even leave us a wee review if you so desire Thanks as always for taking the time to listen. I've been Roddy Graham, you've been a delight, and until the next episode, keep on educating borders.